Smile, you're on kind of camera. Hey, 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 welcome to Auntie's on Patreon. What was the thing? Uh, the party's not done. So <laughs> <Still haven't> figured out. <laughs> Auntie's the party's not done on Patreon. Wow. The Auntie's after party. Whatever the case is, this is your extra special bonus episode. Patreon, episode number Three, four? Four. Four. And I'm gonna do a five because you can't, you know, I can't do numbers with my hands. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, thank you guys for subscribing. Uh, we love you, we love you. This is your extra special bonus auntie content. My face, yeah. I've caused rashes because of doing my hair. I've scratched my face up because my hair was irritating me. I've had a nightmare, y'all, with this hair. It's been horrible. I don't want to do it ever again. I'm very sad. Sorry, man. I didn't think this was going to be an easy hairstyle, you know, when you said it, when you said what your plans were, I was like, this ain't going to be simple, but you, she you had went for it. four people in Ghana for eight hours doing yeah. that. Yeah. There yeah, was yeah. no way on God's green earth, it would have taken you any less time than it took you. Yeah. Understandably, but you know, like what I thought, I, I knew it was going to be a long, hard slog. But what I didn't realize was how much the slog is going to be because I actually haven't done singles and this thing, I don't think I've ever done my hair this thin in my life ever either. And oh, I've okay. done my hair, but also it's just, ah, it was, it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. There was a point where I think when I sent you a picture for her, like that much wasn't done. And I was like, that normally is like halfway mark, you're good. But when you've got a thousand and four hundred yeah. twists on your head, that's nowhere. And it's just, it's yeah. just the fact that it's, I have done the same thing, but it's bigger. Because it's always like that. It's like the amount of hair that you actually need, it's so small. But when you're doing it, you're like, that's, that's not enough. I used yeah. to do that. You know, when Brandy had, like, I used to literally do singles and it would take me two weeks to do my whole head. That's so when right. you were saying it, I was literally like, okay. And, and I never went ham on that because then you don't like it as well. You know when you're just doing too much of one thing and you you fall out of love with it and uh, yeah. So. That's why I gave up on the middle bit and that's the part that needs the most refreshing. But it is what it is. What I need is to settle down, get some like oils in it so it starts to sit a bit down because it's just so big. Yeah, it's I not as big as you think it is. It's not as big as you think it is. But remember, it's, it's got to settle and yeah, you yeah, have yeah. the other hair and you got it to the point where it was you know great. Yeah. So it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It will be. Yeah, I, even when I get these done, the first like week, I'm not feeling it, and it's not to say I don't love it, but the hair feels stiff. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't like flow like just nicely and full. Yeah. It feels stiff when I first get it done. It's just that thing where you know you've been comfortable with your hair for so like it's like yes, right, and then it's like oh, could I've held out? But I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to go, and I could never have held out for the rest of the year. That would have been terrible. I mean, you can't have your like braids in for like a whole year before <laughs> no, not touching it up. But to be fair, the real like it's not like I left them in for a year without washing them and rehooking them. But yeah, it was it, the, the hair itself was just snapping. It's like it's synthetic hair as well. So the hair from Ghana was just like snapping and it had enough of life. It was extremely clean though, guys. It wasn't a year of dirt. <laughs> Lies, it was the hair got up and walked away. Imagine, I, I just wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year it's you and you just shave your head. Unless that would that wouldn't surprise me at all. I could see you just being like, I'm sick and tired of it all. The thing is, I really love this hairstyle. So if I shave it, I but at the moment, I visualize when I, the day when I get the inspiration to shave my hair, I start visualizing it, I start seeing myself with short hair. That vision hasn't come yet. It's a very, it's a thing, something happens. So I haven't seen it. I'm actually joined. 
Well, I was enjoying it. Anyway, fine. <laughs> Guys, walk, walk, on, walk, on. We had Femi on today. That was great. Yeah, he was really great. Again. Yeah. Love Femi. Love his, love his gems that he dropped. Yeah. yeah. Financial discipline being a key one. I think that everyone can learn from that, benefit from that for sure. It's really, really, really yeah. We did ask him about Father's Day, <laughs> and he said, We because we, we had a long show already, there's he was almost on point. Then he went off on a tangent that I really wanted to respond back to, and then uh, we couldn't, we didn't have time. But guys, who, who asked a question about Father's Day? Auntie Nana, do you want to read? Yeah, uh, okay. Um, the Father's easy. Day question was in regards to mothers, kind of posting things about their, their be like they are the fathers as well. So it's not like it's just for men. Father's Day then becomes hijacked by mothers being like, I'm the mum and the dad. And those messages get bounded about on social media. And there's lots of people who really don't like it when that takes place. So the week before they start warning people, don't be posting up about Father's Day, let men have their day. And ZZ Mills did a, a post about it, just saying, please women, let fathers have their day. You don't need to say anything. They only get one day a year. Allow them to have it. And we posed that to Femi and he had his thoughts. But what do you guys think about it? So I saw this and I was talking to Auntie AK about this. And I was actually talking to one of my nearest and dearest male friends who is a fantastic parent. He's got like a 26-year-old and then he's got like, a, I think she's like 14. Um, okay. And he's like an absolutely active amazing supportive parent right um so I was talking to him about this now he's he grew up with a single parent mum um and I said to him because this is my own feelings being a single parent I am not going to take away from another woman's experience and I'm not going to say to that woman you shouldn't do this because it's a man's day equally I do feel like good fathers should be celebrated and this is what their day is for but that does not mean that you should put down a woman who's saying actually i'm the mother and the father because that's her experience and you know statistically in inverting commas there are far more women who are raising children on their own and doing the job as mother and father than there are men who are raising children on their own doing the job as mother and father. So I kind of get it when some women feel like, you know, well, I do this too. I personally don't do that, but I'm not going to take away from someone. I'm not going to start getting into it with somebody who feels that. And then I also believe that a lot of people who do have issues with women that say that are from families that have fathers around. I don't see women who either don't aren't in relationships um where their their partner is or even their ex-partner is active or their father themselves isn't active saying these things like you shouldn't say that i don't necessarily see that like zz mill said it that's her opinion but then she was with her dad and some people don't have that they don't have that so i get it i just think yeah celebrate the men who are actually active and doing things props to you great well done Good on you for doing what you're supposed to do. Hmm. I don't know. When it comes to Zizi, I think she was trying to say that her she had she that that her relationship with her dad has been difficult or something like that. Anyway, do you know what I mean? But but yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think um, 
I just think these people are just a bit they they just they just love to complain in it do you know what I mean like it's not gonna be if 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 men, <laughs> I'm going to use very general terms, were doing what overrepresentative or even just normally represented in this area, it wouldn't be an issue. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just wouldn't be an issue. And it is because, because there's just so much problems there. And I just think, like, what's the big deal, man? It's just like, you know, when someone holds up a mirror, like, <laughs> like you, don't, you don't like what you're seeing, but it's, that's you. That's you. This is happening because of your behaviour. Do you know what I mean? So I I, I just can't. I'm I'm not gonna knock any mother for if that if that's their role and they're playing the role of both parents. However you want to interpret it, like that's their role, man. Like so, what's what's the problem? I, I just don't think it like, like an issue if if um the men that are doing uh their role or the fathers that are doing their role they will be celebrated on those days. They 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 will do. So it's not like you're taking anything away from those men. Do you know what I mean? But what we're not gonna do is celebrate men that are fathers that are doing the bare minimum. Like do you know what I mean? Or not even doing anything. Like that's not no you don't get praise. <laughs> no not at all. So not interested in any of that at all. I just like me personally I, I kind of uh, I don't know. It depends on my mood, whether I um, celebrate Father's Day or not. And like, although I did grow up with my dad um, before, you know, obviously passed away when I was like 17, those don't know. Um, like it was like, it was a difficult relationship. Do you know what I mean? And like, I just don't, because it's difficult it's it is my mood isn't it do you know what I mean I just don't feel like I have anything to prove to say anything like oh this is my dad and I love him and do you know what I mean that's that's my personal relationship um so yeah I just I think sometimes it is it is nice sometimes seeing people's family on social but it's definitely not essential so you know it like don't feel pressured into having to post something or if you don't have that set up that you have to post something do you know what I mean don't feel away by it either I would say to people yeah I feel the same I, I, you know I always reference the back the good old days of the Facebook groups and men getting so irate about women posting it and uh, there was always that thing like it's what you search if you're looking for it it comes to you um because there's there's a plethora and it's that whole thing of focusing on the negative to you if you find that thing negative but there's usually a plethora of men being celebrated just for even turning up as Auntie Shade said we're not celebrating the ones that are just turning up but they do get celebrated the fact that even there the fact that potentially someone can say I have a dad and even if they, even if he doesn't do anything but the child can identify that they have a dad and he's there sometimes they get celebrated because there's an exactly a deficit when it comes to representation of fathers in the community so and though people are trying, their dads are really doing their best to rebrand that and men are doing their best to change the narrative, it, we're still not there yet. I think it has calmed down a lot over the years because I think women possibly have taken on that kind of not, not that feedback, like leave us alone, it's our day. But at the same time, why would you silence someone who feels like that? Because it's, it is very painful sometimes when you're raising a child by yourself and especially if the other person that created the child with you is present, alive and well and kicking and choosing not to be involved for nothing more than they just don't want to, just can't be bothered and or whatever, whatever, like minimal reason, there's not nothing holding them back. So if you feel that you've done the job and you know what it is, I think for women that I'm not, I mean, I don't know every woman that's done it. Obviously there are going to be some women who do it who are bitter and just doing it to wind someone up. I don't know, but 
the core of it is when a child comes to you in need and you're fulfilling a need that specifically in day to day would have been a need fulfilled by a father and consistently you're filling that role on top of doing the duties and on top of feeling like you're doing it on your own there's something that can break your heart as a single parent when you're in having to step into those particular modes of where you're filling the gap of the hole that's left by the parent that's absent and especially when the parent that's absent is absent on purpose that's a different feeling and when that day comes that is father's day and everyone's celebrating you feel some type of way like you know what i'm mum and dad or also kids they're like you know what big up mum on father's day because even they get cast out big up mum on father's day because mum was there that fuck you anyone to tell them not to say anything that's their catharsis that's their um therapy that's their way of celebrating a person that was in the room same way for the flip side but as we know the flip side is not as common there aren't as many men taking on the mother role in a way where their mum has been absent on purpose do you get what i'm saying so i find it I've, i used to get very angry and again into debates like leave women alone and it's not the majority they're not millions of women out there saying i'm the dad and cussing they really aren't it's really a, like a little microcosm of women that might do that most people are like they're celebrating their fathers and just keep it moving so yeah, I'm, and I think some of the people that call them out are also insecure men themselves. Like, actually, what's your history? You're cussing this woman. What the fuck are you doing in your home? Are you even present? No, you're not. Let's check your backstory. So yeah, I think that's usually that's usually the thing. And also, it wouldn't we wouldn't have this rebranding of fatherhood if it wasn't for women speaking up and shaming them. Like that, it wouldn't have happened. There wouldn't have been this like emergence of what what is black fatherhood and and trying to paint a different side to it. So really, everybody should be being like, thank you for highlighting that there are so many shitty men out there, and we're going to try and do better. And really holding each other accountable as well. There's more of that going on. But then even like you have that guy, um, Aaron. Can't remember his surname. Mixed race dude with a big beard. And he generally talks Bridgman. about co-pairing. What do you Bridgman. say? Is it Aaron Bridgman or? Bridgman. I can't remember what his name is, but I know. Yeah. Who it, it would be great if he could come on the show. But he has a very even-handed message on co-parenting and just effectively parenting. He gets slated on so many of these toxic male pods for literally being like, look at this guy simping, like women ain't the toxic ones, like women ain't holding us back from our kids. And it's like, yeah, that happens too. But then there's still a whole load of dads that do a lot of shitty things to women, like trying to sleep with them, like holding back money, like controlling them in order to, to and, and you do need them to be a part of the kid's life as well. So him shining a light on that is also helpful, just bringing in new dialogue and helping people. I think the space is different and I don't think anybody should be shamed when they do say, I am, I am being mum and dad. Because I, I think it then puts a spotlight on that partner, if you know them, who the dad should be. And if you're friends with him and he isn't doing anything, and this is the message that went around on social media, pull up your brethren. Like, literally be like, That's look at what I saw. It's like a shame. So you, you should be acting on that shame. Instead of trying to shut people up, pull up your brethren and be like, why, why am I seeing this about you? Like, what are you doing? Like, do, you know, you should be looking after your kids. I can't see how you can roll around saying I'm a man and your kids are somewhere not knowing you properly and not being cared for financially. I can't see how you can actively be like, no, nah, I'm a man. 
because yeah. yeah, it's a part of your role. No, no, that um, would mean that you know men would have to actually hold other men accountable. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like they would, I just don't think it's possible. But also women, because you yeah. know, like, like we always say, like definitely what you just said, Auntie Shani. But I've always had this thing of like, um, so I grew up and my dad wasn't around for a massive chunk of my life, right? And I used to think when I was growing up, like, and then, and then when I was an adult, how can you? And I've, I've, I've said this to him. He knows this. This I'm not hiding nothing. Like it, I find it bizarre that you have a child out there, and you don't interact with that child. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they're going through. Like mm-hmm. I would have been spared so much trauma in my life if he was just around. Yeah, you know. So it's like I find I struggle with that. So in my life, when I've met men, be they for may they be friends or someone that you know wants to date me. I asked, and if they've got children, I've always asked them what their relationship with. And like some of my good, good male friends, they've got, you know, various baby mothers. And I've always said to them, you need to work on your relationship with your child because it's not about the mum. And then don't give me this, oh, when they're older, they'll come and we'll have a conversation. It's too late by then. Because yeah. I'll be real with you. I, I love my dad. My dad's a really nice man, but he's a dad. He's not a father. Do you know what I mean? I don't I don't have that experience with him. My youngest brother has got that experience with my dad. He's he's I call it last child syndrome. My dad was a brilliant parent to him, did all the things yeah. that a dad is father is supposed to do. And I don't have that experience. So if I don't speak to my dad for a couple of weeks, couple of months, whatever it may be, I don't feel no way because I'm used to that. It doesn't yeah. mean anything to me. Whereas with my mum, if I don't speak to my mum or I don't chat to my mum. That's odd. It's weird. Like, yeah. I couldn't fuck, like, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't fuck, like, jokes aside, my mum's coming back. I'm really happy because it'd, it'd be nice to have her back where I can, you know, go and check her and just spend some time with my mum. But I don't have that with my dad. So I feel like men need to really look at that shit and stop thinking that you can catch up later because yeah. your relationship, your child might be like, oh, you know what? My dad was just a man. Fair enough. But the relationship that you're trying to have with them, that parental relationship and that respect, you're not going to get it because you didn't build the foundation. And it is definitely about the fucking foundations. That's that's exactly it. 100%. Because even I I was in, like I was in hair mode on Sunday and I sent a message to my daughter's dad. Just, you know, simple happy Father's Day. And I didn't say anything to my dad. And I was doing my hair and I was into hair because like normally you know you send it to your close friends that are guys you know doing good and like happy father's day bruv I think I actually I, th- I sent it to the the, the, gu- the guys group um to our friendship group I sent one to the guys in that group as well and that was it and I was thinking I need to call my dad I need to call my dad I need to call my dad and I was doing my hair and I said I need to call my dad but at that moment my hair was more important than calling my dad and that in upon reflection it's a very sad fucking day because there's no Please. never a chance in hell that Mother's Day comes around and I'm choosing my hair over oh, my yeah. But it's, it's just like... It's not even a comparison, is it? Comparison. <laughs> it's so funny that you said that because I did the same as you. Like, I messaged my male brethren. I messaged my brothers. It didn't even occur to me to contact my dad. It didn't yeah. even occur to me. That That's actually quite sad because that's all of us and I didn't even think about it on Father's Day. I'm only thinking about it because you just mentioned it. So it was it wasn't even a it's not a thing that I think of to to do. And I think like, unless somebody would tell me like when was the last time you spoke to your dad, then I'll be like 
I don't know, it could have been six months ago, but he, he doesn't figure in my mind to contact. So it's like, yeah, I hadn't actually even thought about it, which is even worse. And I bet if I spoke to my siblings, they would be like, yeah, no, I don't even think I've got his number. It's like, it's, but it's that foundational part. Like if you don't build that bond when you're a kid, you can't get it in adult life. It's just, it's, I don't remember. Excuse me. Which is even sadder, I think, than when uh, when somebody says like, "Oh, I've always wanted a father figure." I I I feel like, oh, if I even had those twinges, it would be something. But I literally forget about him, which is probably worse. Yeah, agreed. I have the twinges of we're very similar, and I look like my dad. So I think there's there's so much regret and I definitely think him not being in my life has affected me in greater ways that I can't quantify. And always, and I think I definitely deal with um, rejection, abandonment is the word. Um, and, I th and then there's that weird kid guilt was like, my dad is old now. And I, like, again, the, the, the way that I have to either make sure that I, wherever I can be, every Saturday at the very least, I've got to go to my mum's. It's, 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 it's a thing that I have to do, whatever I'm doing with my dad. And sometimes I sit there and think, you're on your own. He's got his, he's got his uh, girl, uh, girl, <laughs> girlfriend, a woman friend. And then he goes to Ghana a lot. He's not, but then sometimes I look at him like, you're actually aging. And I don't have that care or responsibility. I have a guilt where sometimes I have to check in on you, but I don't feel like, your life is dependent on me. And I, I feel sad about that. And definitely there was a moment when my sister passed away. Um, she was an outside child, dad. Uh, she came between me and my brother. And when she passed away, there was some, me and my dad went to the hospital to see her, but it was closed. So I didn't get to see her. Um, and he was at the bus stop and he just looked so sad. And in that moment, which is really, um, I have to deal with that. I felt jealous because my sister was sick and she had really bad sickle cell and brain tumor. And uh, my dad was there for her more than he was for me. And, uh, and, and cause she had a need. So she was there, he was there for her and they had a tumultuous relationship, but he was there. She saw him a lot more than I ever saw him in her time on this earth. And at that time in that bus stop when he was looking so sad and lost, I felt jealousy. And I didn't know how to deal with that. I was sad. I lost my life. I mean, my sister's amazing. Um, but in that moment, I still felt jealousy. And that's the kind, that's what people... Did what, he have... A, sorry to interrupt you. Did he have a good relationship with her mum? No. Oh, okay. Because um, I know sometimes when, that is a factor. No. When when my when my mum and her <laughs> met up, met up, it was like the witches of Eastwick damning a man to hell they literally like word for word sound for sound round for round both were the same and um <laughs> my dad <laughs> oh anyway that's, that's another story anyway but yeah um no those two have the same condemnations of that man how um, did he manage to have more of a relationship with your sister were they I, like closer I, in proximity i i think my mum wasn't having it when they divorced i think my mum wasn't having it because he did the whole you know, I definitely have a very clear um, image of me and my brother crying, waiting for him to turn up. We had that that story. And my brother's deaf, and later on in life he was um, diagnosed with autism, and he's institutionalised now. But when he was with us and living with us, and we and him were like that, um, and we had definitely had multiple times where we're waiting for dad, or he'd pick us up, not know what to do with us, and just drive us around. And uh, this is another thing of fatherhood. 
uh, it's another area for her to explore. But um, he used to just drive us around and we might be sitting there, he'd be chatting to someone for hours, not paying us attention, but what he's done is pick us up. So he's done his dad role for the day. And then we've just been with dad, but not been with dad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, um, he'd do that or then or forget to turn up. So my mum was in the end was like, no, you're not coming around unless you're going to do it right. So I think he used that as an excuse at times. He'd be like, well, your mum's not having it, so I'm not coming. Um, it, was no legal, it wasn't legally enforced. It wasn't like you can't come. It wasn't court order and yeah. stuff like that. And I think he had access to my sister. I don't know, really know the ins and outs. But also, as she grew older and as she got sicker, he would check in on it. Like, they had the relationship. They had a closer relationship. I don't know about closer, but he was definitely more present. Right. Yeah. I, my, my dad is very... Oh, it's weird. Like, my eldest brother is that golden child. Um, but then my dad maintained a relationship with my brothers and I didn't, as I said, I didn't see my dad for a huge chunk of my life. And when he was around when I was younger, it, you could, the story you've just told, that could be my story. It could be the same man, you know? <laughs> um, so it is funny when you grow up and like me and my brother, that's the closest in age to me, like my brother Natty, like he, he's like two and a half years younger than me. We've, we've spoken about our experiences um, being like, not the not the eldest children, we're the middle children of my dad's. And it, okay. our experiences is quite, um, it's quite strange because we both had a lot of feeling of neglect from him. Um, but it's funny because my brother still managed to spend summers and stuff like that there. And I'm like, right, like, go I was going to say, can I ask all of us, all of us, all of us, hmm. is it being daughters? There's something in being daughters, because Aunt Shards, though dad's not here, you said you had a tumultuous relationship. And hmm. then I think, I don't talk about my daughter's dad, so I won't, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But hmm. um, I definitely think there's a difference when, you, when guys have daughters and they're not ready. Um... Uh, well, I'm I'm on his side. I'm one of seven. I'm not the first. I'm in the middle. Do you know what I mean? So I wasn't the firstborn, not the lastborn, second to last, right? Okay. Youngest girl. Um. But but the thing is, what you guys are are talking about, like your siblings, is kind of me because my dad wasn't present in. My my older siblings' lives, right? right. Okay. My life. So I, I so from about five to when he died when I was seventeen, he was like, like I lived with him, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So did my little my little brother. That's all he knew, right? So, so it's difficult because there was so much when I got to know my older siblings, like on my dad's side, there was just so much am I mean, being, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I want a better word in this moment. There was just a lot of beat, like it was just like, like there, there, there was a resentment there that that we got time that they didn't get. Do you know what I mean? Right. Was, yeah. Well, that's not, and also we're younger. Like there's a big gap between us, and it's just like it's just not our fault. Do you know what I mean? It's got nothing mm. to do with us. And also the grass ain't greener. It was still shitty. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and what you think you missed out on? I don't know if you got you was gonna get what you think you you was gonna get because we was mm. there, we lived it. Don't get me wrong. My experience is very different to my little brother's experience. Do you know what I mean? And that like, maybe that is because I'm female. 
But from what I know, my dad fought for me to be with him. Do you know what I mean? So I had that experience and he was like, I think I've mentioned this before, he was like a pillar in his community, all that kind of stuff. So there was a lots of positive imagery of him. There was lots of positive things that he did. And he was very like, you know, very traditional Nigerian household. He was the man of the house. Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, he didn't shout or anything like that very, very rarely. But if he said something, it goes, right? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and nothing really happens without his say-so. So I had the, that tradition in that sense. Um, but what I've definitely experienced, and again, I don't know if it's because I, I'm a girl child, but like what 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 it was, it was just like you didn't you didn't help me though, right? You didn't save me. When things were going wrong and I, there was trauma like happening and, you know, you didn't save me. So it, it it's just like to, to live with that, to have your own father not step in when these things are happening, like it's a lot. And like one of the other things, what I found this year was so interesting with Father's Day, like I signed up to a lot of things, like get newsletters and stuff. And there were like a couple of companies, black owned companies were like, do you want to opt out of Father's Day messaging? Yes, I saw that too. Which is really, really cool. Wow. Me, it's Mother's Day, that's the issue. So, because yeah. I didn't grow up with my mum, I didn't meet her until I was 21. So like, it was just like, it's really painful. So because they, it's not even a fault in anyone's mind. Yeah. I think that anyone would have a hard time on Mother's Day. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't even. Yeah, you're right. And it's not even happened. It happens twice for us because we live in the Western world. Yeah. We get the UK one and the American one. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, guys. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just a lot. Yeah, they need to opt out for that too, don't they? You yeah. know what I mean? So it's just like it's just, it's just a lot. So I like it's it's very interesting and 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 fascinating, like hearing it from the other side because I can I can imagine it's one of my older brothers in particular. He, me, and he, he's got a lot of resentment when it comes to me. Do you know what I mean? And he's he's the one just before me. Okay. And grow up he just didn't grow up with with daddy at all so yeah he's he's got resentment there and I didn't really under when we got to know each other I didn't really understand it um and I just thought you're a hater <laughs> Do you know it's <laughs> so funny that you say that because um so I don't I'm quite lucky like my my dad's kids we we get on we didn't really have that kind of we you know we've compared notes and whatever but it isn't like I feel like oh but Dad was around for you. We don't really have that. We just more cuss him. We're like, oh, dad. It's like those sort of things. We say, that's your dad. That's dread for you. That's your dad. We have those kind of jokes. But um, on the flip side of that, um, I know, well, I have to be careful how I tread here, but I know that my my brother on my mum's side um, sometimes has issues with his elder siblings, his sisters, because for them, their dad wasn't around. And it looks, the story is literally what you've just explained. They would think that, oh, he's raised these children. And even they might look at me and it's like, but you, he didn't raise me though. And you don't know like what happened. So don't get that twisted. But from the outside to them, I, like my, I know my brother's experienced a lot because he's like, I don't have a relationship with them because they assume this and they assume that. Yeah. So it makes it quite contentious for him. But um, 
you know, but I have to say to him, it's because they don't have a relationship with your dad and your experiences are very different. So maybe you guys need to talk about that because what they assume isn't necessarily so. And everyone's grown now and they get on and they talk, but some things don't ever get aired out. Yeah. And when, you know, if you have these conversations and you realise, okay, well, that's not what your experience was. Oh, I didn't realise. Or, oh, wow, I didn't realise your experience. It, it can bond you in a different way rather than cause that resentment. And, yeah, sometimes when I look at my younger brother, I have to say to him, the relationship that me and you have, that's because of me and you and we've built that. But I've been in your life and I've seen what you've seen. They haven't seen that. So you yeah. can't expect them to behave in, this, in the way that you want them to behave because they're living a different experience to you. But it is... It's, it's just weird, not weird. It is very, um, this is why you have to know what you're doing with your kids because the trauma that you encounter as a child really does mould and develop your relationships as you get older. I know that I've got, like Auntie AK said about abandonment issues, I know I've got trust issues when it comes to letting my guard down and like letting men in. And that's literally because the men that were around me one fucked off and one was not very nice. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he was supposed to be there. I had my granddad, but it's not, it was different, you know? But even my granddad, I hold him on such a pillar. If someone else was to talk to him or have that, they, they might not have that experience, but I do. So yeah, yeah. parenting is hard. And it's harder when you realise that your parents are just people. When you get older, you get to a point, you're like, you know what? just some regular man and some regular woman basically <laughs> I totally remember having that thought at probably secondary school maybe year eight and it dawning on me I think one of my aunts just said Janet to my mum and then it really like landed like she's just Janet just yeah, a yeah. woman who had children and is just like a normal human being like I hadn't really seen her like that before it was just so much like she's mummy like it it was just like mum was something else like it's another I don't yeah. know like you become a new being when you have kids and it was yeah. literally like oh you have your name <laughs> yeah it was like oh she literally is a woman and then the older you get and the more we talk and she talks about like when she had my brother my brother and sister and she had to leave a house like they couldn't pay the rent but they knew that their stuff was going to get chucked out. So a few days before, her her and my dad, like, literally packed everything up and they had to leave a couple of pushchairs there. And I was, like, looking, like, what? You guys didn't have money. Like, literally, like, you would, you, you're just winging it like I am. Like, this is crazy to think. Like, this is my mum. But, yeah, the longer it goes on and you get to know them more, it literally is like they're just human beings. I try and do that with my dad. I really do try and humanise him, but at the same time, it's just like, you can't really fake love if it's not, it's not quite there, other than appreciation that you two got together and had me. I'm grateful for that. But to really, I don't know, I always think about it. Like, where, where's my blind spots? Like, what am I probably, like, where's the issue base? Because in my mind, I'm just like, yeah. this lifetime, it didn't happen. Like, just One didn't thing happen I like that. is when my mum and my stepmom and my dad are in the same room. It is jokes. It doesn't happen very often. So like if like it's my daughter's birthday or something like that, like they might all be in the same space. And it is just so enjoyable to see him squirm. Because they both <laughs> make him squirm. And I'm just like, 
because growing up, I haven't had many experience with my mum and my dad in the same place. So yeah. it's happening as I've got to be an adult. But um, to see my mum, my mum always, you know, they always like saying, where's our money? <laughs> <laughs> I would love, I would actually love, you know, there's like, obviously it's totally impossible, but I would love that. Like my, my mum and my sister's mum, the mum, the wife just before my mum, they 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 actually like talk now and it's like it's actually quite cool. It's weird, but it's quite it's quite cool and stuff. And I have a really good relationship with my sister's mum, but it would be really, really interesting to see that, like what they would say. <laughs> what would they say? Yeah. I, I, like, I love that for my dad because when my mum my mum has had Mum has had such an aversion to my father to the point where if someone calls her Mrs. Jamfy or Miss Jampy by mistake, she will blow up. Do not, do not call me Miss <laughs> She and anything like to the point where my mum has made it clear, and we now know what it is. My mum has made it clear at her funeral, she does not want us to do the um read out her life story. She's adamant. And you know why? Because she doesn't want to get to the part where in da-da-da-da-da, she met Coffee Jamfy. I'm putting oh, my wow. dad's name. She doesn't want it out there. She does not want that bit out there because she's so just. And that's the thing where men don't realize that, you know, when they're like, oh, she's crazy, she's this, and she's just dissing me and she's talking about me. But you don't know what people's backs are. And that's what I think I definitely feel like we need to work on in our community. Like I said, I only date black men. So that's my experience. And I feel like the lack of empathy about our backstory, black women's backstory. So they come in to ask, coming into us literally um they uh, sorry i i didn't yeah that how it happens That's so um, <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, they, they they meet us shit happens and they don't take into account a bit take into account what we've been through my dad didn't take into account and i'm sure because i tried to humanize him and like i'm sure as a black man african man coming to the uk facing racism, facing stresses. You've got a woman that's got a baby. You've got a nan, and then on top of that, you've got a son who's, uh, you know, the first baby you had, the son's um, death, things like that. But the story my mum has said about him, where she'd, she'd have to go and pick us up. She's got night duty. She's a midwife. She's doing all of this, having to run here and there to pick us up. And my dad's saying, no, I'm not going to get the kids. When you drive, no, I'm out. Leaving, when he wants to go out, leaving us in the house. Me, my little, me, my brother's five years older than me. But we were kids, didn't it? So babies leaving us in the house because you want to gallivant with women and my mum's gone to work. Things like that, those stories. And though I have had a problem, because I had that conversation with my mum the other like not not too long ago, like, mum, your negativity about my father has affected me. Where to the point I remember as a child, I felt guilty for loving him and wanting him in my life. Yeah. I didn't want to let my mum down and betray my mum. And I've always had that. And then one, I think, I can't remember what year it was, re, in recent times, I remember she was just saying something. I was like, mum, you know what? It's too much. It is too much. I understand that he did you a disservice. I understand that and I respect that. But I've heard it my whole life and it has affected me. And we had a quite honest conversation about that. And it's hard to have a conversation with an old school mum who's set in yeah. her ways. And, had, and her. I don't want to undermine her trauma, but it has affected me. And that's what men, you don't take into account. And sometimes, and it's not because my mum is an angry, bitter woman, just because she was hurt and she was broken and she was dealing with her trauma. And her only outlet was to tell the child, she had no one to talk to. And especially she's a midwife. Midwives have very lonely existences. If you're a nurse or a midwife, your shift patterns remove your friendship groups. And so you, you're in a really mad bubble and you're quite isolated, especially if you don't remarry. So I've got all these different things. And there's other things my mum's been through 
that contributes to that. So when you're doing them dirty, it's not just as easy to say, oh, she's just dissing me. There's a lot of stuff that comes with that. Mum didn't mean to imprint her shit onto me, but she did. And yeah. because of the legacy of the, what my dad put her through. And that, and that, but in turn, that made me very conscious of not doing that to Anne's. And in turn, that made me maybe accept a lot more bullshit that I maybe another woman wouldn't have from the situation that I was in. I know I pissed off my mum. She was like, hmm. You and I was like, mum, because what you did to me unintentionally has made me the woman that I am and the mother that I am today because I don't want my child to go through that. That's yeah. so interesting because I just wish that I had more honesty. I just, that's the one thing that I wish that I had more honesty because everyone around me for a very long time just go, went on like my dad was a complete saint. And it's just like that having a lived experience that doesn't like fit into that narrative like it was just very confusing for me as a child where it was just like well where you're even questioning reality like do you know what I mean like is this like is he the person like um, did I just make it up did I just pretend or something yeah, like you're going a bit mad yeah do you know yeah. what I mean because it's just like everyone's like putting him on this pedestal that like he's like this kind of like hero and do you know what I mean like such a great leader and all this kind of stuff and it's like well, well, not at home, <laughs> like not yeah, with yeah. So, and especially when like, we just had a code of silence as well. So nothing, like it's only my, my, my stepsisters and my little brother and maybe one or two, and obviously my stepmother, but one or two other people that saw up close what was going on. So it was just like, really, like, that's why I guess like, I'm really intolerant to lies. Like I don't, I, I, I can really, like I can cut people off completely because it's a danger to me, right? Do you know what I mean? That yeah. actually, that what I was taught at a young age is that people can, really gives the perception that there's something that they're not. And if you spot that, you need to run them up. More likely than not that they're not a good person. And that was the other thing that I had to, that I came to realize in maybe my mid twenties, late twenties was that he wasn't a good person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like in some respects, he wasn't other, you know, when he's naming children and helping people solve their marriages and all oh, that kind of thing. Yeah, doing all of that. Yeah, great. But for me, <laughs> what you put us through, you weren't a good person. What you put the your wives through, no, you weren't a good person, like at all. And it's it's really, you know, like it really does shape you it does because yeah. like I have zero tolerance for that like absolute zero tolerance because I know how wild it can get and how your complacently complacency complacency can actually hurt people and yeah it's it's just yeah it's unacceptable to me. I I I can't stand that. I think yeah. that's so it's the two extremes of the candle because it is that like honesty is definitely the best sorry the best policy. Mm. Um is how you deliver that. And if a person hasn't got the tools to kind of navigate that, to at least let the child grow up in a childish environment and at least uncover those truths in a way that they can deal with, it becomes damaging. And also withholding and having that juxtaposition of the contrast of someone who's loved, but also at home doing some mad things that you not, the, the dad's not supposed to do. You're not supposed to be doing that if you're that amazing. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. It's, mm. it's fucked up. Yes, yeah, it, it is. It is. It is. It is. It's exactly that. And I think it's all of those things. When then you get 
men just talking like, oh, but the girl's just crazy and she's right. done this. Exactly. And right. it's like, what have you done exactly. to get this reaction from her? And there's um, one video that was doing the rounds and I just happened to know the guy and his two baby mothers and him going on the Baby Father podcast and talking about this situation through his eyes, very one-sided. And it's literally like, honestly, you deserve everything that one of your baby mothers is putting you through. Cause you, you put them through hell and one has decided I'm gonna live with this and just, you know, I want you to be in your kid's life. And the other one has decided I'm going to dish out hell to you. So mm. he can go on these podcasts and be like, this is what she's done to me. But he isn't talking about the five years that you strung two women along mm. and sold them a dream. Mm. And then it all comes crashing. And one of them is like, I'm going to make your life hell. Live in the hell. I don't even know how you can justify it. You deserve it's, this hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's when they remove that, they remove the right for revenge from women. And it's just... <laughs> That is that is literally you the know, term. You know what's the term. Because as a as a mother in that situation, so my mum never ever bad mouthed my dad. I think my mum was quite like when she she's gonna see for herself, and I definitely did see for see for myself. But what that means, what that did mean is when other people came into this, well, when my stepdad came into the scenario, because my dad wasn't around, it made it easier for certain things to go on that shouldn't have gone. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, because this is now your father figure and he will, but no, yeah. like, how come? Like, he doesn't mm. have the right to, you know, there's all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I think that is also a difficult space to manoeuvre. But equally... Men need to understand that it's very difficult for the woman because you don't want to be the bad guy for your child. You know, you don't want to be the one that makes your child, especially if you if you're like us for we've gone through shit in it. Mm. When we're talking to the next generation, we're very we're cautious about not wanting to repeat history and wanting to make them and to arm them with all the tools of the things that we've seen that can be a shield to them. Yeah. And sometimes men don't get that and they just come into your life and then they start thinking that you're bitter or you're angry. No, 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 no. I'm just guarded and I have a right to be guarded. And when you're holding so much, because that's why when that's why that when Kojo on the rap party made that comment about older women give younger girls bad advice. That's such a dangerous flippant throwaway thing to say because you're dismissing what women go for, especially black women go through. It's not as light as that, that we're not just whimsically saying, oh, men are trash or leave that man. It's the, 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 the percentage is like the STI results. It's how many, yeah. how, many, <laughs> how many women did you poll? And what's the real facts here, yeah. right? It's not that. You're undermining the stuff that we really have been put up. And if you think just because you cheated on her, and, we, and, and and that's just a minor, that it doesn't justify her withholding the child. What did you do? How did you, how did you apologize? What did also, you do? Right. What, what was your road to recovery? What was your redemption steps? What did you, did you just blow up her world? Yeah, and then be, be like, uh, deal with it. And make yeah. it. Also, you know, right, there are women out there, again, like us, who've experienced certain things. And I know women who have like baby fathers 
who have mistakes and not turned up or don't pay money or don't do nothing. And they've got to the point where for the benefit of their child, they'd be like, you know what? You can't see your kid. You can't. And it's literally because they are shielding their kid from that kind of pain and that trauma of having that child sitting there waiting. But they don't want to talk about that. It's just, oh, she's stopping me from doing my youth. Exactly. You think they can do whatever they want without consequence, and that's that's exactly. my thing. Like I really just try and remove judgment for the woman because yeah, you often have no idea what what it's taken for her to get to this point. Because I think the majority, unless there's like like violence and you're seriously at harm, the majority of women who have you know children, they want the father to be involved. Absolutely. That's what they would want, yeah. right? Kind of thing. So for them to make the decision that that's not going to be the case is it's going to be a very low minority that that is just malicious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The major, it's, it's usually to protect the child. So I, I really try to reserve judgment because this this ideal, this notion that it blanket that the man should be involved no matter what. It's just like, no, no, no. Not if he's inconsistent, not if he's disrespectful, not if he's, because all of those things, as we're talking here, they shape you too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The way the, the, the father talks to the mother, the way that, do you know what I mean? If they, they don't come every week or if they don't come on time, or if they're, they're just generally, oh, just assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's too much. It's too yeah. much for a child. Yeah. And much. as a woman, you're supposed to be there to pick up those pieces. Everything's normal and golden. I'm your own broken heart. I had a friend, um, her, her, her child's dad, um, her son's dad was deeply, deeply on road. Deeply, deeply, deeply on road. And so the neutral ground was his uh, mum's place. And he resented her for that. He was like, no, nah, let me take my son wherever. And it's, she's like, but people want to kill you. It's not a joke. And your mum don't know that. So your mum's ragging on me and making me feel bad, like she was saying. And yet I know this what's going on on the roads. People want to kill you. And you're getting into beef and people's kids are in the mix and all that type of stuff. So what? And the fact that you don't turn up on a daily basis for our son. Yeah, I'm supposed to forgo everything I know about you and what you're not doing just so you can have two minutes of your son. And when you are with your son, you parade him up and down like, yeah, I'm with my son. But are you with your son? Yeah. Or are you parading it up and down? And are, are you actually watching the road, flossing, doing your deals, doing whatever? And then I take home the son and I have to raise the son and knowledge the son. And then you're not doing anything, not even contributing to the thing. And so at the very least, she's, she, she, she used to like, okay, we'll go to your, the, the, the nans. We'll go to the nans and that's where you can come. But very much resented the fact that it's called like he had to have a chaperone, but you're at that time he was not clued up and in the way back to where we were talking about to begin with. That is why you have women coming out and saying, But I'm the mum and the dad, and you should not take away if they want to say that shit. 360, that's what yeah. it is. 360, man. So, guys, the, the, but, the, but additionally, that last one, I did just think you have to be more aware of who you're having children with. Of course. No, I think I think I think it's like well that's what I was actually gonna say. Like I think that's a ridiculous that's a stupid situation well, to get yourself they're into. Blame the woman. They're gonna blame the woman. If something happens to the show, yeah. they're blame the woman straight away. Yeah, but the man does the man still doesn't take get any sort of accountability at all. It's when ridiculous. people say I think when people say that, because again we're talking years ago, so we're talking young, we're twenties with we haven't got our shit together. Mm. There's decisions and when and I I'm I, I don't 
We've all been in serious, like, we all know a man that knows a man, like I say, you know, we've been in some controversial situations. So sometimes shit just happens, especially when you're that age. And I'm going to say, we, I grew up in a working class environment. So my working class environment comes with poverty and criminal activity. It does. It just does. I, I did not grow up in an area where the options of boyfriends and stuff are for my friendship group and the worlds that we're in. It wasn't as easy to just like, you're going to get a boyfriend that's not got a bit of attachment to certain stuff. That's just what it was. And whether, yes, maybe I could have, I and my friends could have removed ourselves and put ourselves in spaces. I don't, it, it, it's too much um, common sense at a time when common sense isn't warranted, not warranted. But it still has to be a level of accountability. No, I'm not. I was brought up in a council estate as well. I'm and that wasn't a norm. It depends on where you are. It's like you have to be exactly. accountable for your own life. I, I think you have to be accountable. But and I also, and uh, me personally, I never sought out a roadman. Let me just make that clear. I never sought out roadmen. I went like it's literally like, can I get a boyfriend, please? And so <laughs> it was case by case, person by person. I never sought out roadmen. It wasn't our thing. And to be fair, my friends weren't like out there looking. But it was also speaking about my friend's situation. It's one of them situations that you just fall into. It's not. It's it's that part. I was going to yeah. say, you know, when you're young and you date people from the ends or whatever, you might not necessarily know everything that they're on. You get to know, but when you, like, you know, and some there's guys, a lot of things that you might not necessarily know until it gets sticky. And sometimes people change and sometimes people are on a path and sometimes that path gets worse. Yes, there are people that intentionally, if we're talking about that type of lifestyle, people intentionally date. I know people, I know people that were like, I want my man to be this Tony Montana times 10,000 because I'm going to get lit and late. That's such a that's, mind. Yeah, no, it's oh, but, but that's what I'm saying. There's, there's people like, I know girls like that, but that, that is, it's, it's like, but the general thing is you're just meeting people and dating them. And we don't like, us. what, what conversation were we having where, well, I think when Kodjo was on again, or someone was on, and we we don't get that luxury. We, we don't get the fairy tale in our worlds, especially when you're coming from a broken home. So that fairy tale dream, I'm going to find a prince charming, and I'm going to finish in school, and I know how to treat him, and I'm going to sit there and wait for the right, perfect man. I don't even have the tools. So at that point, broken. You don't even, heart, you don't even have the example. You don't even have the example. How you going to know? <laughs> exactly. You don't have the example. You've got what you've got. You've got natural emotional attraction to people. And it, you just, it's a minefield out there. And it, you don't always have your wits about you. Uh, yes, the, I'm not removing account. You have to have accountability. But there's an element of you just go through life. And you're trying to do your best you can with the trauma that's in your fucking pocket. We don't get, we don't get therapy when we come out of, uh, we don't, we, I didn't get therapy. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what, I don't even know my worth. I'm just about learning it the other day. My work when it comes to man, I don't even know. And it's not that I'm not, I'm not sensible. I was watching Oprah from early. I was reading books from early. I know what a bad man looks like, what a good man looks like. I know the blueprint, but I didn't know my worth because I had trauma. And I sorry, sorry, just slightly off topic, yeah. But like, wasn't Oprah for white women though? <laughs> to be fair, no. I, I think when we used to watch it, that was yeah. like such a black. Um, it got progressively more middle-class white. Okay. But when she first started, it was very mixed. And okay. loads of black women were literally just like Oprah disciples. 
Oprah started off as the whole Jerry Springer that she was that she was that messy, and then yeah. she went from Epiphany and she became focused. And I remember when they removed Oprah from TV, because I was like, oh, no more Oprah, and then they brought them back, brought her back. I was like, amazing. At the first, because I think I was a little bit young, I was a bit like disappointed. I was like, you're just talking to white women, doesn't make sense. Then it turned the key, and I got a little bit older. I was like, whatever she's saying, bangs. But um, yeah, she was. She 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 spoke to women. But yeah, and middle class women responded to it. But, but but that's what it is. Do you know what I mean? We didn't have those tools. But we can't remove accountability, of course. We didn't have the tools, man. And it's always on us to do better. Fuck men. We're just not born with it. We're just not right. born. It's, it's, it's literally on everybody. It's on everybody to do better. It's like they're, they're, it doesn't swing one way, but the pressure lands on mothers because you usually are the primary carer. Yeah. And that's that's why we have more responsibility. It's not that we should or shouldn't. I mean, at this moment in time, there are people arguing that if a man says, I don't want to have the child, he should be able to be like, this is going to be a terminated pregnancy. Or if like, the man says, I want to have the child. Yeah, right. that you have and to have the child and then, and then he's going to take it. Or if you go ahead and say you are going to have the child, that they can opt out of being able to pay anything. And it's like, for us to go into a society where this takes place, that's ludicrous. But at this I'm, moment in time, it's like, that's what they're after. I don't know if I'm against that last one. What's the last one? Repeat it. That they don't get to pay. Yeah, if they, if they don't want to have the child, then they can disappear. Because I think, I, I do think, like, not... Not, not, not that I would advocate for this, but, but I think like sometimes that's just better. Just go away. I think I do think that women, yeah, I do think I do think this. I think that when you when you're in that situation where you're pregnant, you need to have that baby for you. Like I honestly do. You need to just look at it like you're having the baby for you. Like you are ready to have the child. Like it's you, and not rely on any man really and truly because it's just not that it's, 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 you're just not going to get I don't think it's fair think, on the child it may not be but men have the ability to walk away and they do that repeatedly over and over again they have the ability to be inconsistent they do it repeatedly they're almost reward. They, there's no accountability in society as a whole for them to do this uh, to stay there's, That's there's the no, only there's no accountability incentive. now there's, is there's that they pay. No they have no incentive. Sorry, they have no incentive to stay. I think I. It's interesting because I think there's so oh, so so anecdotal. So I can't say so many. I don't have any numbers, right? But I've in situations where guys, I'm like, I don't want this baby. Oh, want this baby. I want nothing to do with this baby. And then the baby turns a certain age. Oh, honestly, my baby. Honestly, my baby. I want to be in the baby's life. I think, and it's unfortunate. I think that door should be left open, but it should, and it is, it is down to who you having children with. Those conversations, no, it's, it's a lot, but because in the moment, it's such a big thing, and I do understand if a man's like, I don't want this child. It's not time for me, and it, whatever the situation, whether he's being reckless or not, because not every guy's out there just fucking and making kids, and that mistakes happen. Like you know, there's conscious things that can happen. So if he's like, I don't want this child, it's not my time. And the woman's like, I want this child, it is my time. I There's an area where you go do your thing, I'm going to do my thing. But the day you want to come back, 
however you want to come back is a thing to be questioned. Like if you're going to come back with intention and do your thing, and we have to have a conversation about that first initial conversation where you didn't want the situation, but things you evolved, whatever happened, it's a conversation at that point and how you then behave going forward. I don't, I, I, and I don't think it's like a, an optional thing where, you know what, I've changed my mind again. I don't want this child. It's not that. But that one moment where maybe you're like, okay, I was hasty or something's changed in me. I actually want to see the child now. I believe that. Isn't it horrible that they have this option? It is, of course it is. The only thing I wanted to say, the only thing I wanted to say was that, because at the beginning, the, the, the woman did make a decision and it, she's like, she can have the decision to have the baby or not. And her mm -hmm. decision was to not, to, to have the baby. Yeah. And the man's decision was like, I don't want the child. Because, and it's, I don't, and I want to remove any type of toxicity. It's just literally, the man is like, I, or boy, I don't feel ready to do this. And I don't, my whole soul and being is like, I don't want this. And the woman is like, my whole soul and being is I want this. And I think I'm giving it the most sanitized version of the events. So let's mm -hmm. remove anything just for like the sake of this conversation. That clean way, I think that's where possibly the door could be open. Maybe one time to be like, I want to see the child. Now. I've, I've, my mind, I've, I've had time to think. Because sometimes the men don't. Sometimes that, that, that part. That's the only part where I'm like, okay, maybe there's some grey area here. I'm not to... even. I'm not talking about that though. I'm no, I just I'm financial just... responsibility. It's just you can say you don't want to be a part of the, of the kids' life or whatever, but it's more the financial responsibility. I think every man, if you have a child. The state should get involved and you have to pay money. I agree with you because if, because if you're, for me, if you're going to have, you know, you're making a decision to have sex, right? So you're yeah. making, and things happen. You can have every kind of protection on, you can have the pill, you can have a condom, you can have the after morning pill, you can do all three and people could still get pregnant. So these things do happen. And I get that it might not necessarily be what you wanted. But when you drive a car, you have the responsibility to insure the car in case there's an accident. You have to pay it, don't you? Yeah. So my thing is, if you're fucking and someone gets pregnant, you have to pay up. That's what I think. Okay, maybe the money's there. I, um, I can't really argue with that. For okay. <laughs> I can't. I was... I'm wrecking my brain. I'm wrecking my brain too, but I, I get it. Yeah. Involvement, I think, is questionable, but money, nah. I think you just got to pay. Same way we got to pay taxes. Nobody yeah. wants to do it. You yeah. just got to do it. Yeah. And then maybe, and then maybe they'll take it a bit more seriously. More seriously. Maybe. Then, you, know, yeah, you know, my little green. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Shards. The, no, the, little, the little greeny bit was like, it's that thing of then don't have sex. And that's what people say to women don't have sex. But that's the only part I'm like, that's the last bit of it. <laughs> I think it's fair. Because I'm, I'm obviously being a bit more biased. Because like, well, I think you've got to make better choices because it just feeds into that whole yeah. culture of how women are treated or how they're like yeah. uses sexual playthings and objects and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That men can just fuck around and do whatever. They'll make better choices yeah. if you know that. Like, if you if this girl has this child, then that's you, no matter how. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, actually, yes, that, that. <laughs> like, seriously, it's coming out. It's like yeah, literally yeah. registers 
the, and it's coming out of your paycheck. Yeah, immediately. It's coming out of your benefits. It doesn't. Yeah. Literally, like you have this responsibility. You can choose to see the child or not. I As think that that is parent. that's yeah, your choice. Parent, I get it. I mean, I get but it. then, actually, is it though? Because sorry, because that's what they have in the states, right? That's child support. Yeah. Isn't it right? So if you put your name on that birth certificate, even if you're not their dad, then you're responsible yeah, in some yeah, yeah, yeah. for the child, aren't you? But they still have they still have issues. So it's not that it has to be socialization. It's 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 changing how society thinks about it. How 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 society think how men think about women in society. Okay. All right, guys. That was. Um, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we will definitely do this again in it. <laughs> that was your extra bonus. Um, yeah, boy, that was deep. Um, happy Father's Day to the real ones. Up. <laughs> Just gonna say yeah. that <laughs> to the real ones. Yeah, to the, to the, to the good men out there, like those happy who Father's Day. Very, who are trying their best, but not not basic best, real best. Mm, yeah, we salute you. Yeah, to the mother daddies, big up your damn selves. Exactly, you're doing, a, you're doing a good job as well, man. A big job, like it's not easy. Thanks. <laughs> all right guys good night okay. see you later bye, bye.